Very welcome to another edition of the Race Hour. On this week's show, we're going to catch up with Joe Tizard down at Fen Farm. A big weekend for the Tizards, of course, and they've got many, many more to come, including this weekend with the Hennessy favourite Native River. Uh, joining me in the studio, back from his one-week suspension, is Dave McGurin and also Dermot Nolan. It's myself, Dean Ryan. You're listening to the Race Hour podcast. Gents, how are you? We're all good. Good, Very good. Good to have you back, Dave, of course. Let's start off with a run back from the weekend that was and cue cards. Can he win the million? And uh, and Coney Gray, yay or nay, is he back? I was very impressed with Q Card, but what do we make of the race? Let's let's throw it over to you guys. I've never got a horse more wrong in my whole life than I do Q Card. Oh, you every, have, you have. Every okay, well, I get him. <laughs> I get him wrong the most. So uh, I took him on in the Ryanair. I said he was finished this year. Uh, he's a brilliant horse. I mean, he was four years old when he won that bumper at Cheltenham. He was at fifty to one. He's. Um, He's a brilliant horse. He's just, he's relentless. He doesn't stop. I think he'll win the King George, but um, I would not be backing him for the million. And as far as Cunny Gree goes, they seemed happy. They seemed to say beforehand that they were they were really happy with him go- going into the race, but Richard Johnson and everyone getting off board, they didn't seem too disappointed, Dean. He, he was out for a long time and he ran quite well, in my opinion. Yeah, I, th- I thought at one point it was the Coney Gray I expected to see and that he was going to go and dance away with it, but Q Card did what he did and travel with exuberance. Come pick him up, Dave. Q-Cart's a better horse. I mean, Q-Cart's rated 176. If O'Connor Green won his Gold Cup, that came in. We expected it was going to herald a new era in Chasers, Young Chasers. We thought it'd take over from the Dem and Cato era. I mean, you had Jack Adam second. He's rated 162. Since that Gold Cup, he's won one race that was over, I think that was over two, mile, two and a half miles. John Darkman. Uh, Riches, yeah. He's rated 167. He's won one race out of his eight races since. And again, that was over two and a half miles at Clonmel. Now, he's been badly handicapped road to riches. But you got to ask how good was that Gold Cup. I mean, I think Conagree, at his best, isn't probably as good as Q-Card. I mean, Q-Card was knocked after his run at Charlie Hall. He'd run at the Charlie Hall chase the year before. He'd won. He'd beaten Dynast. He went this year at a £10 penalty. Both times he'd run into the Charlie Hall, he came on and improved in the Betfair chase. And I think he was more impressive this time. Uh, that's if Conagree has run near its mark. I know they said he was 80-70% fit. Same time they kept talking about going for the million and they couldn't be any happier with him. So you're kind of getting mixed messages about Conagree. If Conagree is back at his best, I, don't, I still don't think he's going to be good enough to win a Gold Cup this year. Can Cucard? Cucard, he can. I mean, you'd like to think he would have been there, thereabouts, but for falling last year in it. It's he very hard to gauge. He wouldn't have beaten Don Costa Glesser. It's oh, very hard to gauge. I don't know. He, well, he wouldn't have. <laughs> so well, we, hopefully we'll get to see this year just how good he is. Exactly. But you'd like, like to see him there in the Gold Cup. And he could be the one to put up the thistle crack, unless we see something come out in the next couple of months. About it doesn't or look like, yeah, it doesn't look yeah, like yeah. a vintage uh, gold cup, except for cube card and thistle crack. Doesn't look a vintage gold cup. I think it could be a very good. One. It doesn't though, does it? I mean, you've done classic still at eight to one. You, you know, he's he's a serious question mark. I, I, yeah. For him to be eight to one shows, I think, the lack of depth in that field. Yeah. Vator was the only other potential superstar uh, next to Tistelcrack and Cucart. I think at the moment, Falcherlito needs to come on another stone. Really, so like you have has the potential to do it. Has the potential to do it, but he he still needs to do it. I think you're kind of sitting here now, kind of going, it's Tistelcrack and Cucart. I mean, the Gold Cup division. I I'm not convinced either at all. Well, those two both in the argument for me, but I think it's going to be a better Gold Cup than you've given it credit for. We all thought last year's Gold Cup was going to be great, ended up being a bit of a... Oh, no, I mean, the shooter. horse, uh, if Q-Card wins it and is rated 176, yeah, it's, it's an exceptional Gold Cup. Well, it's just the depth to it at the moment. An exceptional it's winner of a poor Gold Cup, though. Yeah, yeah, of a bad Gold Cup. Yeah. It's just an adaptive. 
I think we'll see plenty of depth to it come uh, March. And also, we're going to talk to Joe Tizard about cue card and thistle crack uh, when we catch up with him a little bit later on. I'm going to move you on because we're disagreeing on it, which is fine. But Yanworth um, came back in the coral hurdle, beat Lil Rockefeller, had to work pretty hard to get it done. Three miles or two miles is the question I was going to pose, but I think it's been answered today, and they're going to go for the long walk next. I was happy enough with Yanworth. I've all nailed my colours to the master and think he's a, a world hurdle horse. What did you two make of it? Yeah, I thought he was very good. I actually thought the ride on Lil Rockefeller was one of the best rides I've seen in a long time by uh, by Whelan. What's his first name again? Trevor, is it? Yeah, Trevor Whelan. He was, I thought it was brilliant. The horse never went to yard. Uh, he nearly robbed the race. I On first watching the race, Dean, I, I WhatsApped you and I said that I thought he was a two-miler uh, and that a fast pace would suit him better. But no, watching it back after, he's wholeheartedly a three-miler, um, which obviously... Uh, Alan King agrees on and I think he's um, he'd be favoured really unless a Faheen or something was to pop up for the World Hurdle Division he's um, he's the one that they all have to beat now isn't he? Music to my ears demo uh, Dave? Yeah I thought, I thought it was an impressive run uh, beforehand Alan King's made made a claim that he'd left it 70-80% he'd left a bit short so he looked a beaten horse between the last two uh, he came through and beat Little Rockefeller and I think the fact it was 10 lengths back to the tour at Garden of Victor I think that made it, it looked like it had decent form to it. Whenever the argument about dropping back to two or stepping up to three, it's been made for a snail, more or less, by the, if he's going for a long walk hurdle. But I'm, I'm not sure which will be his best distance. Well, I got the call from Alan King. I put him straight, as I told him I would, that there was only one way to go. And I think AP McCoy's rode in on this now and said that looks a three-miler. So good luck to Yamworth, good luck to me. Um, side of Gruji, back with a bang and... Um, I think he's kind of written off before he won at the weekend, but class horses can do that, doesn't matter. And handicap's great to see him carry big weights and, and win well. Vanatou, I thought, was the one to take out of the race, though. Yeah, I take Vanatou out of the race. It's probably going to be the most progressive, has the most scope, but I can't see any of them contending for uh, top honours. No, Me and Dean had this argument. I don't think uh, Dean thinks you thought the jockey would not that he gave him an awful ride but that he didn't quite deliver him at the right stage I just thought Vanatou wasn't good enough to pick up I think when you've got a horse like Saeed Grugier did what he did to that handicap field it can happen that you get caught in the wrong position I think the jockey was caught in the wrong position of Vanatou when he pushed him through to come and win the race I think any other race takes Saeed Grugier he goes and wins but he had to go and chase him and then he doesn't he doesn't quite get the run he hopes he ties in the end and I think Vanatou is still going to prove very well handicapped in the right race yeah I think something else beats him next time He's one of those horses. We'll have that discussion another day. Identity Thief has did what he was expected to do, or did he do a bit more? People were negative after the race. Firstly, we couldn't see a goddamn thing at Punchestown, so it's um, it's very bad. But as um, as Brian Cooper said, Ordinary World was put in that race for one reason and one reason alone, and that was to to jump around in front of him to give him a proper lead and to see what he's like jumping up against a proper horse. He learned an awful lot more the last day. Ordinary World is no back number as it comes to a front running horse. He jumped really well at Goran Park before that. And I just think, um, think Identity Thief, Brian Cooper took a pull after each fence. He um, he jumped the last, he pushed him out a bit and then immediately stood up on him. Identity Thief is an excellent horse. I'm small with questioning whether he has the speed for Narkel, especially this year. Uh, but he's more than good enough. He has the stamina. He proves that what you need in an article. I don't care what anyone says, that two miles around Cheltenham takes some getting, and I think he could be the horse for it. Yeah, it's just this, this division is going to be one of the toughest divisions after the festival. You've got Min, potentially York Hill. Min, uh, if Min runs at Nabon on Saturday, we'll have a clear idea. Yeah. Uh, Rich is adamant that uh, Min is a better chaser than he was a hurdler, and he's picked up an injury, and that's supreme. So 
if any of them get to LTR, I'd be surprised. But Min uh, and Identity Thief look the two most likely. In, in a, in well, let's a really let's good article. An let's LTR course. Let's move on to LTR day because, like, I, I kind of had the jaw dropping when I seen him. Just it was a school round, but it was at pretty much at race pace. He was so slick, jumped well. He, the engine is there. He looks bigger. Racing on his own and, and racing a really decent time as well. Yeah, and looked really good at all his fences. He's achieved more at this stage of his career than Sprinter Sacra had. Uh, That's true. He's come down the same route, and I, I think he could be anything. He looks like an exceptional horse. His, his jumping was flawless. Um, and as well as that he made one mistake but again as I've said a few times on this podcast I love when a novice does that he put himself right it didn't scare him he kept jumping around his time was how many seconds quicker Dean what did you yeah, say again I saw Simon Rollins on Twitter um, put up some numbers there I think it was 13 and a half seconds quicker than a race that actually finished round in, in over 2-4 two two on the same track so to do that on your own no company no gun to the head it's impressive that's why I think Identity Thief is in a good position because um, if Altior, let's say, at Christmas turns out to be the star that he potentially could be, he's the second coming of Sprinter Sacra, etc. There'd be no problem with him going up to 2 miles 4 for a, good point. a JLT if they wanted to avoid it. Identity Thief is he's very adaptable. I think more so than Min. For me, I think Min is a yeah, two-miler. I think, I think Min is going for the article. Uh, I don't think Henry de Bromhead has never shirked a battle. He never will. But... Identity Thief could go up and trip if Altior does turn out to be that good. Yeah, they could do that. Um, so we might see him in this weekend. That'll put that uh, race into a bit more. We'll have a bit Some more information. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's going to be exactly what it looks like it's going to be. Let's see what happens there. One final word of the weekend. Um, we had a guest on the show. You might remember him, Noel Hayes. Last <laughs> yeah. week said to a certain Nichols Canyon was gone at the game. Um, now he's run in the fog, um, but he, he's gone and won a great one by a country mile. He won on the bridle. Noel was talking shite and uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was superb uh, but again really bad race and I don't think um, I could quite argue with Noel that he's he's not finished yet after winning that he beat George Garrell from a division that isn't that strong so there's a lot of answers to be done yet maybe the question is then what do they do with Nichols Canyon Dave any ideas it what they might do with it you look at his run before that his last run last year it's in the he's beaten four and a half lengths in the fastest run champion hurdle it's not bad for him I know when you go back through his career, like he's got some really decent form over two and a half. Uh, time he slammed off of the elbow, punches him. And I know that with, with the division the way it is, uh, Gray Wiley probably doesn't want to take on Fahin or any power. But if he goes to the World Hurdle, you probably have to take Fahin on anyway. And Jan Wert then as well. Yeah, it's, it's just, he seems a horse, it's just difficult. Uh, I think he's a two miler. It's, I, think, I, I don't see the benefit of stepping him up in distance, I really don't. Okay, stick to the. Championship two-mile division for Nichols Canyon is certainly a horse that deserves to be in the mix for that. He's not finished, as Noel said. Um, he's, he's very much still able to produce. Now, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, it is all about the Tizards, and Joe joins us on the race house, so he's coming up next. Introducing Genius, BetBright's newest product that allows you to choose your bets. Genius will give you the ability to select from trends, like winner last time out, course winners, distance winners, and many, many more. When you're done narrowing the field with Genius, You'll know exactly what you fancy. Genius by BetBright. Simply smarter betting. I'm really lucky to have been joined by Joe Tizard on the race. Al, Joe, how are you keeping? Yeah, very good, thanks. Um, horses are running really well, so it makes our life easier. 
Yeah, it certainly does. Um, I wanted to start when I knew I'd get you on here that we'd talk a little bit about Joe Tizard rather than the horses that are running around at the moment. And I know there's some very good ones, so we'll definitely come to them. But your riding career was was a very successful one. Some of the horses that you sat on in the early days for Paul Nichols, like some flagship Uber Rallies, and I think you won a rehearsal chase even on Seymour Business. Um, a great setup. It was kind of the earlier days for Paul Nichols, and you were a big part of that. Some good times. Some amazing times. You know, I was. I went to I went to work for Paul when I was when I was 16 years old, um, straight in as, as amateur, and then within a couple of years I um, got a turn professional and and then and then became stable jockey at quite an early stage. But it was um, you know Paul at the time only had 70 horses when I first joined. He was he was growing year by year, and um, you know I was in a fortunate position to to become part of his team in the, in. Um, Paul and Paul looked after me really, really well, and and got me really involved, and I learned I learned so much there. Seems to be a place where a lot of people, young like yourself at the time, seem to go through and step up to bigger things, and that's part of Paul's operation, really, isn't it? It gives them big responsibility at that early age. Yeah, well, he's he's really good like that, you know. He, if if you're if you're keen and, and willing to learn, then then Paul's Paul's the man to to be with. You know, he gives you big opportunities. He lets you get very involved. And um, and in life, like, you can't learn from him. It's a bad job. <laughs> Let's talk about a couple of those horses that I mentioned there. Flagship Uber Ali's winning the Arkle in nineteen ninety nine. Big day for you. Won a Tingle Creek as well. Same same year. Yeah, well, he was um, an unbelievable two mile chaser. You know, he was um, he's a gorgeous horse that could travel really well throughout his races. Jumped, jumps amazingly, and um, he was he was just a, a serious two-mile chaser um he oh, he was paul nichols first ever cheltenham festival winner um that year he had three winners he also won the champion chase with cool equiname and the gold cut with seymour business but um flagship flagship brothers was his first um and you know it was it was a dream for me at sort of 18 19 to be well 19 i was when he won the article so it was a dream for me to be given the chance that sort of horse yeah, and he was a special one. And uh, he did sit on the Gold Cup winner Seymour business in that rehearsal chase. There were some good horses around that time. That was a flagship year for him, as you you remember. What was Seymour business like even when you won the rehearsal on him? Did they have big hopes for him? They always thought he was going to be a Gold Cup horse, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's huge hopes for him. Um, I remember when I was when I was 17 years old, we took him to a, to a local point-to-point track the day after the point-to-point in them. Um, and I was given the responsibility of schooling him around um, a point-to-point trap because he'd fallen in his last novice chase. Yeah. Um, he had a huge heart, um, big engine, but a huge heart. He was he was all guts, and um, it was just it was a pleasure to be around that sort of horse. You know, he was he was outstanding in, on his day. You're lucky enough to be around a few like that at the moment, Joe, and we'll come to them as well. But there were two that I picked out anyway from your time, Paul Nichols. You wrote plenty of winners for him, of course, and then um, a horse that came along before. Uh, cue card uh, was Joe Lively for your dad Colin and um, he was a cracking horse as well won plenty of races on him didn't you I think you won the Feltham in 2007 you were sixth in an RSA um, four wins aboard and, and he was a very nice horse good one to have in the yard at the time I would have thought yeah well he was bought um, he was bought as, as a cheap horse you know as my godfather bought him at Ascot Sales um, for £3,000 um, and like he never showed a great deal on our on our gallop to start with, but we we won a novice hurdle with him, and then he just got better and better when he went chasing. Um, he saw he put us on the map. He was our first Grade One winner at home, and um, and then he took us. He won around Cheltenham three times, and 
um, he was like, he was the first first big Saturday horse horse we had, and um, I mean he, we were lucky to come across him, and he was he was a great fun little horse. Yeah, I loved him. He was a real tenacious sort. Always pulled it out when you thought maybe he wasn't going to do so. He's a brilliant horse, Joe Lively. And then when Q Card came along, he he won a bumper before Cheltenham, and to go into a Cheltenham bumper as a four year old. Um, that's always big doubts about him. He went a 40 to 1 the day, and I was at the track that day, and the, the crowd reaction to that horse winning was something uh, akin to a, a big intake of breath. And wow, what have we just seen? He was very special that year. Yeah, well, we he won his he won his first bumper at Fontwell, and um, you know everything he'd done. As soon as we as soon as we got him, we bought him as a store. As soon as we got him, we knew that he was he was a bit smart. You know, he worked worked better than anything we'd ever had go up our gallops and um and and then we took him to Fontwell and he absolutely hosed up in his first bumper and then we were we, we were being a bit brave really taking him to taking him to Cheltenham and we fancied him as well but I never forget the, the last thing dad said to me in the paddock as he was legging me up was look after him he looks like a baby because he was only a four-year-old like and they that. said the four-year-olds couldn't win the bumper um but but that was the start of of what was to come with Cucard, you know, he's um he's been a horse of a lifetime and um and to be able to still be at, at the top of his game, probably as good as he's ever been now as a ten year old, six years later, um, it just shows what a tough horse he is. Yeah, I mean, his career tells you that that bumper was, as you say, just the start of what was to come. I mean, King George's, Betfair Chases, they've just all gone his way. I mean, when he won that bumper, he smashed Alpha off by about 100 lengths. And I think, as I said, the reaction at Cheltenham was we'd seen something special. He's gone on to prove that. And how has he managed to maintain that now? I mean, he is better than ever. That performance at the weekend, which was a great day for everyone at Fen Farm and your dad and yourself, of course, is, it was as good as I've ever seen him, seemed to be exactly at the top of his game. Yeah, well, what it, it's um, it's sort of it's lovely for us that we've been able to keep him at the top of his game for so long. But he had a couple of the year before last. He had um, he had his trapped epiglottis, um, which is that everybody knows about, and he had yeah. had this horrible wind operation, and and we 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 got that we got that sorted, and then then he had a couple of runs at the end of the season to just give him his confidence. And last year, for for whatever reason, he just came back in and he thrived. All through last year, he was in all of his homework and everything, and um, and he, he is again this year. Um, you know, he's a horse. He's he's obviously taking a, having to take a bit more work to get him get him fit now nowadays. Hence, hence the fact that he needed his first run up at Weatherby in the Charlie Hall. Yeah. Um, different circumstances. He had a ten pound penalty this year. So, um, but he he came back to that. And we were quite bullish in the lead up to the Betfair last week, saying that we thought he'd improved, but. He showed it on the race course, and he just—he's just in lovely, lovely form at home. And um, I've watched him go at the gallop this morning, and he, he doesn't—he doesn't show his age at all. And he's just a, just an absolute dream to train. He's very straightforward. Um, he's grown up. He learns to settle in his races, which obviously gives him a, gives him a lot more chance on heavy ground over three miles. But um, but he's a—he's a special horse, and he'll always be well looked after in, in our in our yard. This is a big season for him still, as he's showing that he's at the top of his game. I guess the King George is the next natural spot for him, and picking it up last year, you must be hopeful of a repeat. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, if you take the million pound bonus out of the equation, he would he would take exactly the same route as he did last year anyway. Yeah. The, the races, the races, his program is obvious. You know, he'll do exactly the same route. It'll be the King George next, then then Cheltenham and Aintree. Um, 
so so it's an easy it's an it's an easy thing placing him because there's only so that he can run in all those top three mile chases. Um, but yeah, that's where we're going next. We'll go there Boxing Day. Um, the track, although one like one of King George, it probably doesn't suit him as much as as a left-handed track like Haydock in in Cheltenham. But it doesn't it doesn't inconvenience him enough to make any difference. Um, he's been he's been placed in two King Georges and and he's the obvious one they've got to beat off the back of Saturday's performance. Yeah, he is. And uh, some unfinished business then will follow, providing fingers crossed everything goes well on Boxing Day. Um, with the Gold Cup, I mean, last year he seemed to be just about to travel into the race and and do what Qcar does, which is put himself right at the front end and and make them all come and get him. And it just it was unfortunate with the fall. Do you remember how you felt on the day when that happened? Obviously upset about it, but did you feel he was coming to win his race? What did Paddy think? Yeah, when we everybody you can watch it and the performance he put in the entry three weeks later, you'd you'd have to say he'd go very very close, but it's um. It's a jumping game that we're in, and and you've got to jump around to be able to win. Um, but he was certainly going as well as anything that day, and um, it would have run a massive race. But you know, it was a, it was a huge disappointment there and then. But Dad and I sat down the following morning around the the kitchen table, and we said, "Well, at least he got up for it. You know, he got a yeah. horse to um, a horse to carry on with. He hasn't lost any of ability, and he'd come out of the fall unscathed." Um, Perhaps one that got away, but but that's racing, you know. They, they, you've got to jump to win. Um, that's the name of the game, and and unfortunately, you got it wrong that day. Well, in touch with with Q card, you've got another chance. Albeit he'll be eleven years old, but he doesn't look like it. Doesn't race like an eleven-year-old. He's ten now, but he'll be eleven when that race comes around. He just doesn't. He seems to race with all his old exuberance. Absolutely. Um, I mean, like like we said earlier, he's he looks as impressive on Saturday as he's ever looked. So um, so age isn't catching up with him. Um, you know, with these with these big horses, they are like in the big races. They they have to have a bigger gap between them because, however easy they make it look, they're running against the best of the best. Yeah. So, um, so there's no hiding place. So he, he has his sort of his six races, five or six races a season planned out for him, and and you wouldn't be able to squeeze any more in than that because um because of the standard of race you run them. Well, let's get Boxing Day out of the way. Hopefully that goes well for Q-Card and then it will be eyes on that unfinished business in the Gold Cup. We should talk about thistle crap because, you know, everyone down at Glen Farm, Colin and yourself have got well, another one in the yard in Thistlecrack who's just, since he's been stepped up to three miles and winning that world hurdle last year, the engine on this horse is something to behold and he's gone about his first two starts over fences at Chepstow and Cheltenham with a plum, really. He hasn't maybe had that much to do, but I think he's, he's jumped He's been able to lengthen and shorten. He's he's learning plenty. Yeah, I mean that's why we we're going to run him again on Saturday at Newbury because we he's, he's in a phenomenal horse. You know, we we haven't got to the bottom of him yet. We we don't know where he could go. He's um he just gallops all day and he's, he he jumps fantastically. But you know, he's ultimately we're going to run him in if as long as, as long as everything goes well between him and me. Running the Gold Cup as a novice. Um, Hence, we're getting plenty of runs into him because we we don't want to get there and 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 lack for experience. So um, so he'll run again on Saturday. Um, he made a novice mistake at um a novice mistake at Cheltenham. Um, Cheltenham early on, but he was yeah. probably going going too well in himself. You know, he was in second gear and he was he was fresh and well, and he was he was going too well. Once Tom Tom Skew let him stride on, he was he was foot perfect. Um, He's, he's a brilliant jumper and he's got a um, huge engine and um, I think he he deserves he seems he well he has 
taken his hurdle form over fences and um, he deserves to be favoured for the Gold Cup. Um, I mean, we're in a lucky position that we've got the we've got the top two in the betting for the Gold Cup. But um, and some people say, well, what if Thistlecracks sort of took cue cards chance away? But we have to do right by the by the owners and by the horses. And um, and there's only one Gold Cup, and and they both got to take their chance. I mean, you'd be delighted just to have one of those horses to aim at the race. So you're right in what you say there. I mean, it might be a question. You'd feel impossible to answer, but if you had the choice, which one would you ride in the Gold Cup, Joe? <laughs> I've been I've been asked it a few times now, and and I honestly, I honestly don't know. I and mean, obviously, I've I rode Q Card in his in his first five years in training, and he means a great deal to me. But um, but I wouldn't like to split them. You know, there's nothing. This guy's still got it to prove over fences. Um, Q Card's proven it time and time again. Um, but there, there's, there really isn't, there isn't a lot between them. Um, I don't think we've ever seen the the best of Thistlecrack yet. We have nothing, nothing in the hurdle. The hurdling category was able to get him off the bridle, um, and it, at the moment, nothing's got near him over fences. Um, I, I don't mind. I really, if they dump the last upsides, I, I don't mind which one wins. You know, be huge for the yard, and we're just, we're very privileged to have them both. Well, let's hope you're lucky enough to get them both there, all fit, ready to go, because that's the race we all want to see, along with the other entries for that. Well, it looks shaping to be a brilliant Gold Cup, and you've got eyes on it with, with two fantastic horses. A couple of other horses I might mention to you, Joe, while we're, while we're chatting here. Fox Norton's just moved over to um, Venn Farm from Neil Maholland and went straight up in grade and into the winner's enclosure. He looks a very smart horse now for the pots. Yeah, he's a, he's a lovely horse. You know, we were, we've been putting a very privileged position to be able to to buy a horse like him um we can't really take any of the credit for for what he did at Cheltenham um you know we'd only had him in the yard for a couple of weeks after buying him off of Nilma Holland and, yeah. and he came to us looking looking a million dollars and he, he'd already proved he had stacks of ability um it was he would have run in that race for Neil anyway so it was the next step up but he put himself right into the Queen Mother um picture and he's he's a gorgeous gorgeous horse and you know we're privileged to have to have the likes of Alan Potts that are prepared to to go and buy that sort of horse he wants to own the Cheltenham Festival horses and 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 it it makes us very lucky that we're now we're now able to train a horse like him but he's um he's a gorgeous horse to look at and he's a he's a he certainly is. It's got a live chance in the champion chase. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe from you. I mean, you'd know you've sat on a, a couple that would be obvious horses for that race, so you know what what time of day it is with Fox Norton. So he's very excited to have him. Good luck to you uh, with Fox Norton. We look forward to his next start. And then it's the Hennessy weekend, and you know, like it seems to have been every Saturday, we we find the Tizards at the top of the list. Uh, Native River, just one of your runners in the race. There is a couple. Um, Native River, it looks an ideal type for the race, Joe. Yeah, well, we've had the, we've had the Hennessy in mind for him since um, since Aintree last year. Um, you know, if if you're looking for the perfect horse in a race, you you're looking for a second season novice chaser who's got Grade One form and proves he stays a trip and he he ticks all of the boxes there. Um, he's only a six year old. Uh, he, he seems to have improved over the summer again, and um, it's a, like don't get me wrong, it's it's no. Um, we know how competitive the Hennessy is, but um, but I wouldn't want to swap him with anything. Um, he's in great form. He had a lovely prep run over hurdles at Weatherby um, three three weeks ago, and he's I've watched him work this morning. He's 
he goes there in great form. Um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to swap him for the world. I really wouldn't. With with Native River, um, you, like you say, you prepped him over hurdles, and now he's back over fences for the Hennessy. Any any chance, considering the strength you have in that chase division, that he might drop back to hurdles after a Hennessy? Well, we, we have talked about it, yes. Um, because he's only, like you said, he's only a six-year-old. We've mentioned that we, that we might we might pop him back into sort of a world hurdle, and that was half the idea of running him at Chelten, um, at um, Weatherby. Sorry, was yeah. just to see how far away from those top class then hurdlers he was and um he proved he isn't he isn't far away but the main aim like i said for the last six months has been to um to aim for the hennessy with him and um we'll make a decision after after saturday as to where um to what we do with him um but we we have, we've very much got it in the back of our minds that he's only a six-year-old um he needs to improve again to be to get near this record cue card and um and whether we just waited an extra year with him before we went Gold Cup route is a possibility. But um, it's, it's all about it's all about the Hennessy at the moment for him, and, and we'll find out in a couple of days' time. And rightly so, big big chance. And Theatre Guide second last year in the race, Joe. He's in the. We shouldn't forget about Theatre Guide. No, certainly not. Um, he's been second, and he was third in it the year before. Yeah. Um, he's he's a, he's a he's a cracking horse. He's he's also always needs his first run. He went to Weatherby last year and improve no end and um he's improved for weatherby again this year uh slightly higher higher rated now for winning at kempton the end of the end of february but um he's, he's a good horse and i i wouldn't rule him out at all to stay on into a place that sort of the race sort of suits him because he because he takes his time and he creeps into it and he, he always he comes there picking up the pieces rather than being right on the front end and yeah. and doing all the donkey work he seems to seems to pick them off late on um I've got no reason why he couldn't have an outstanding each way test again. But um, whether he's sort of shown his hand a little bit rather than Native River, we think is, is still not. We've still not seen quite the best of him yet. Well, another exciting weekend. I might leave you with one final question, Joe, if that's okay. If there was a couple of horses you might pick out from the yard that maybe we haven't seen yet or we've seen and they're going to step up on things. Plenty of new uh, recruits to Venn Farm already this season. Something that maybe keep us warm during this winter? Yeah, well, well, a horse to to keep an eye on for for a long term is um, Elegant Escape. who won at Ascot on last Saturday. He's one of his only he's two this year. He's only a four-year-old. Um, was a market step up last time, and he's a he's a gorgeous horse who's who's going to end up being top top class. Um, certainly keep an eye on him. Yeah. And a horse that that I really like, a horse called Size in Tennessee, who won his uh, it's in his second sorry in his first novice chase at Cheltenham. Um, at the past meeting, uh, he's a big, gross horse who who will have who, uh, who uh, he has improved no end, and he'll um he'll take a lot of beating next time. Very good. I really appreciate that. And Joe, it's been great chatting to you about some of the early days and what's happened since you retired. It's only three years out of the saddle, but things going great guns for for Colin yourself and all the team at Fen Farm. Long may it continue. Best of luck this weekend. We all hope that you get Q Card and Thistlecrack to a, a Gold Cup match off. It would be something else. Plenty of water to flow under the bridge before that happens. Joe, all the very best. Thanks for coming on Race Hour. Good man. Thank you very much. Thanks very much to Joe Tizard for coming on, spending so much time with us, go through some of the horses and a bit about his early career as well. Um, he's done fantastic things down with the team at Venn Farm since retiring from the saddle just 
three years ago and we wish them all the big success this weekend we're going to talk about some of this weekend's races as well but before we do that it's time for a bit of housekeeping from Dermo yet again I will go on about the race hour so the race hour is a chat based forum based on Twitter so all you have to do is search the hashtag race hour on Twitter and you'll see what we're all about it's a chat hour between the hours of 8 and 9 on a Sunday night and it's great to get involved for all levels of racing knowledge Dean and as well as that our tipping game is still ongoing where you can win 700 euro every single month. Now, should we talk about some of this weekend's racing? It's going to be a big weekend, of course, for our hosts. Uh, Bet Brat, we might have something for you as well from them on the weekend. Check out Race Hour on Twitter on Saturday morning and see what they might be able to chuck your way. Uh, let's kick off with the long distance hurdle. Um, this division, we've talked a little bit about this division. Some of these are pretenders to the throne, possibly. Uh, the race is run on Friday, it's a long distance hurdle. At the moment, Bally Optic is in there at Market Leader. It's good to see Reb the Civil are back out. You know what I mean? Harry's engaged, Menorah's there, Snow Falcon, Bronford Pele from a yard going very well others as well and um, the race is tomorrow gents so i'm assuming we have a view uh yeah i actually thought uh you know what i mean harry wins this uh i can't believe bally optic is a two to one favorite after that fall last time it was an awful fall the i mean the black tapes went around him and everything then it looked like the end for him so he's back great to see him back in a race course so quickly but at two to one i think you'd want your head examined uh back in him rebel savola really likable horse but he's getting on now um, and I just think you know what I mean Harry he goes well fresh and he's um, quite a decent yoke Dean not bad he'll still won at the Cheltenham Festival uh, Dave any thoughts on this race? yeah he won, he won the Cheltenham Festival I think there's a step up in class for you now Hardy I, mean, I think he's a decent handicapper I don't know if he's worth the rating of 152 or it's a handicapper I, race though really isn't it? I'm saying he's an overrated he's an overrated horse I don't, I don't rate the formula Albert Bartle last year. He's forced year. into these He's forced into these now. conditions. If it was a handicap, I'd say, yeah, 100%, but it's not. He's not racing me. off the same weights as yeah, he's forced it. That, that's what I'm saying. That I think there's better horses out there in this division. Uh, I'd go for a bit of value of this. I'd go for the Romford Pelly or an improver like Snow Falcon, who really impressed me the way he picked up against the Plot and Shed. I just don't think there's any value in the front end of this race. I think the Romford Pelly would be a fair bet at 8-1 each way. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. It's the kind of race Ron for Pele could pop up and win, and we just go, well, that wasn't the best contest in the world because Ron for Pele doesn't get any credit for his little resurgence in his career. But he's a decent horse. Um, I wouldn't be punting in this race. I know the winner of the world hurdle is not involved, so I'm quite happy to to let it move by. I think. Should we move on to the Hennessy because we're all yeah. Everyone's interested in this contest. We heard from Joe Tizard, and he said he wouldn't swap Native River for anything in the race. I reminded him that he has, of course, another horse in it, Theatre Guide, who he thinks is the type of horse that can pick up the pieces and will run a big race. And he's been second and third in it before, so they've got a great marker there. Native River, they're very keen. He's top of the market, he's five to one, but this is a race full of horses you might like. It's the kind of race, Dean, as you said before, where the same horses can run well in time and time again. Uh, I like. Hublon is oboe as well as you, but I'll leave you talk about him because I know you're quite keen on him. Um, I like Vida de Rock. Um, I got on a small bit bigger than he is now. I just think he was a good winner of the Reynolds Town last year, which is great too. At Ascot, uh, the RSA just didn't go to plan for him, but he was a brilliant fifth in the Scottish Grand National. Four fences out to me. He looked the winner of it. Uh, he was travelling so well. He didn't quite see out the last few furlongs of that three miles and seven furlong trip but it's over three miles to this he'll handle the ground he's off a lovely weight at the moment of 10 stone three and he gets in here of, of 143 i think he definitely has movement in that he's a very smart horse in my opinion tom o'brien is a great booking and i just think dean that uh he's the one for me that i would take out of the uh 
of the second season novices. Well, he's a big chance. He's well fancied around eight to one chance at the moment in the market for the Hennessy. Dave, what do you make of the race? It's very open. Uh, I'm not. I'm not so sure about the second season novices at the moment. If you're looking at the former native forever, I'd actually take Henri Party Morgan over him. Uh, they raced against each other at Aintree. Uh, Henri Party Morgan. He gets five pound for the three land beaten that day. But I think this softer ground and this track is going to suit him a lot. He was unlucky a bit that day too, wasn't he? he was yeah. And uh, I just think around here where it's going to be a slog. I think Henri is improving. Uh, as I was saying earlier, I'd be no surprise to see Native River possibly go back hurling uh, this year. Uh, of the rest, I'd say Oblon the Oboe as well. I mean, he was second in the race to Manny Clouds. Again, that was on, uh, he was rated 157 that day, £4.30 he is today. Uh, he ran, given at Newbury, or, or a slightly shorter distance, over 2 miles 7, given a pound to Congaree, and would have been a lot closer only for making a mistake at the last fence and accepted his fate. So he was beaten seven lengths that day. It probably should only have been about two. Uh, if if the ground comes up really soft, and if it becomes a war of attrition, and it, it, he'll just keep galloping and galloping, and he'll stay. And I'd pick the two of them against the field. Uh, at the prices, Oblon the Oboe's probably the value, and Henri Parry Morgan's probably worth a saver. But they'd be the two I'd have against the field. Yeah, I've been surprised by um, Hublon the Oboe's price all week. and. That run behind Many Clouds is massive. I don't think there's a Many Clouds in this contest, and Many Clouds are a very special horse. And Hublon de Zobo was 50 to 1 that year, carrying a bit more weight. It was a hard enough race. Do you know what the key to him is? I think it's going fresh, maybe fresh. Venetia's just getting his horses back out. I only really want to pick one in the race. So you've got to give Smad Place a mention because I think he'll run big and it, he might just find something a little bit better handicapped. But it's, it's a big ask for him. But it's a big ask. He's a quality horse. And uh, Alan King's had a lot of runners this week. Uh, no, very few have run well. Which maybe means why we were marking up Yamworth yeah. a little bit and that he could go and get it done. So that's a good point to make about Smad. Maybe the King Yard not quite firing. Okay, so that's our views on the Hennessy. We've asked the race hour audience, of course, as we often do, head of a big weekend race, what they fancy. Only Fools and Horses was on Black Line and Theatre Guide for him. Uh, Joe Tizard's comments on Theatre Guide wouldn't put you off, I don't think. Uh, Mug Punts, the favourite wins all day. Tizard's do no wrong. Well. Hopefully that goes well for you. Theatre Guide and Henri Parry Morgan. That's for Joe, Joe D'Souza. Another one rowing in behind Henri Parry Morgan. Uh, Safi the rest says Gareth Porter. Encouraging return last time out. Should be primed for this off a lenient weight. I'm just not sure Safi the is going to get home, but good luck with that, Gareth. Um, and Tom Poor 2 for Chris Reed says he wins by 5 plus. So uh, this is the man who loves disco. So I wouldn't take that one to the bank. Theatre Guide. That one's there for JRW7 and Jamie Brownlow. Going for two in the Hennessy Theatre Guide and Local Show. Both each way picks. Good luck to you, Jamie. So that's a few of the race hour thoughts on it. Um, fighting fifth, gents. I thought we would be leading a charge for Petit Mouchoir because we picked up on here a couple of weeks ago that maybe the fighting fifth in front of the front was the race that we'd go for. So I'm going to give this to Dave first because I'm pretty sure, Dave, that was your call. Yeah, tactically, if, if they ride on from the front... I think he'll have a much better, uh, better chance. I, the, I think, ideally, he wants two and a half miles. Uh, a stiff a stiff run around Newcastle here. If, if he's ridden from the front and ridden aggressively, then I'd give him a serious chance. Uh, I wouldn't write off Apple's Jade. I'm glad they didn't put, uh, she runs, I'm glad they didn't put her up uh, in distance. Uh, she looks a real two-miler. Uh, it'll be a good test for Sour Oil. I'd, I'd be against it here. And uh, one I wouldn't rule out either is Hidden Cyclone at a big price. I mean, it's rated 146, £10 below these. 
But you look at his form since beating uh, Rashan, uh, his second to Clonda Warrior in a Galway hurdle. The horse seems to be enjoying himself at the moment. I don't think he's going to get a lead in front, but if he did, 20 to 1 or 25 to 1 is a cracking price. Dave, you like quite a few in that race. Demo, be a bit more specific, I think. Petit Mouchoir wins, and I think Apples Jade makes his price. Um, Apples Jade, as Dave said, I'm thrilled to see her back over the same trip again, but uh, the juveniles from last season have an awful lot to answer for, in my opinion. But again, she's on the right ground here, uh, I'd imagine, at Newcastle, so she could run very, very well. But I saw someone cribbing during the week on Twitter that Petit Mouchoir is not genuine. I I think that's ridiculous. He won a really good maiden last year at Turles when he beat a good field with Moon Over Germany in third, which is fair form for a maiden hurdle. I have an awful feeling this horse might be better on flat tracks because his best run last year was at Aintree when he was half a length behind Bouverdere, which again is very strong form. And after going to all the three festivals, his best run of the Willie Mullins Brigade behind Don't Touch It, he finished ahead of York Hill. I think he was bottomed out, Dean. He went to all the three festivals, but he still ran really, really well. He holds very strong form. He's coming here. I think he has to go from the front. I think anyway, it'll suit Apples Jade as well if he does, because Apples Jade needs a pace to run at. I think that will be the tactic. I think he won't come back to them. You have a number, you have a lot of pace in the race. Mirasal is going to want to go from the front as well. Uh, Hidden Cyclone likes it from the front. I mean, you have a lot of pace in the race. I, I just think at the prices, the value is probably a little throwaway bet in Hidden Cyclone. But if I was to pick from the front end of it, Petite Monsieur, it, ridden properly yes and hit the cyclone is overpriced I just will be against So Royal and probably against Apple Jade when I look at the prices I'm surprised So Royal is as big as he is I thought he'd be shorter and not, not horse I really wanted to back anyway but a 2-1 to one against these I think there's question marks through the field I, think big, I don't think we've done anyone any favours with that race no, to be honest I still think he, he'd be better uh, over forward yeah okay Mouchoir wins though for me Mouchoir wins for Demo you're the most confident so mm. I think that is the podcast chart led by just one man the Troy Town Chase is uh, is this weekend as well. There's about seven thousand entries in it, so unless you have a strong fancy in it, I find it hard to uh, to put anyone on anything at this point. You couldn't have a strong fancy, really. Yeah, you 40, couldn't. Yeah. Forty-seven still the You couldn't. You'd have to see the field. Um, if it came to pass, Ran, I would be backing him. I still think he was going to have every say in that Fox Hunters last year before he fell. Travelling really well from the back of the field, was making his way into mid the mid div, was moving up through the field and he was um, he's a properly good horse he's a half brother to Lord Windermere he could be on a good mark here and 20 to 1 at the moment uh, could be a big price but again I wouldn't be backing him until I saw that final declaration Steve. Rehearsal Chase anyone want to pick up on that I was on Coologue when he won at Cheltenham well it's about a month or so ago now thought he might be the right type for it definitely redheads the market some nice horses in there though my best part of the weekend ago on this now Bristol the May I mean uh, it's a horse that last year had some crack of form. One race in particular, the Haylock, when it beat the Skelton horse, Amor Alto, by 32 lengths. Uh, that was on heavy ground. I think the softer the ground, the better. He's hit all his races last year were over two and a half miles. I think he's going to be a huge improver this year over three miles. His jumping technique is brilliant as well, actually, it isn't is, it? Yeah. Yeah, he jumps really excellently. Yeah. Yeah. He was taken off his feet by Armad last year, wasn't it? And That's right, he, yeah. he was unlucky to be so because that horse. Nobody saw that coming. Probably Armad last year as well was Armad was putting some very very dodgy jumps and I think a couple of a couple of in a couple, at least two races his jumping cost him the race but finished really well yeah. in spite of bad jumping. I think Armad as he goes straight now his jumping is probably a better horse than he's shown. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I quite like Wakanda in this at the prices. Uh, the whole angle here would be if the ground was to be horrifically bottomless, which it was last year and the year before at this meeting at Newcastle. Sue Smith's horse is just on stop. 
He's a talented old horse as well. Holds in decent form and I like backing Sue Smith's horses, Dean. Just like Venetia Williams when the uh, when the ground starts cutting up. Yeah, something that works well. Yeah, I'm backing the soft ground for Bristol May. I think a proper test of stamina around here, I, I think it'd be seven to one is a fair price. Yep. Well, we pick out, I mean, there's a few big horses out. Jenkins is out this weekend. We already mentioned Min will be running. Invitation only is engaged and Thistlecrack, of course. So there's some. There's plenty of eye candy. Jenkins is the horse that Noel copied me with, Dean, isn't it? Uh, Noel copied you, no. <laughs> but good try. I was going to be on Cor de Leon, but uh, obviously the poor old Cor de Leon didn't make it. Well, but, I mean, uh, you're looking forward to Jenkins this weekend. We all are, I think. Very good horse. There's a few very, very decent horses around this weekend with Min and... Uh, invitation only so it's a good weekend of racing ahead Dean so uh, was there a bet of the weekend you wanted to add Dermot double W's tomorrow in the 5 past 1 at Newbury is uh, a cracking bet um, I think he'll do it off top weight it's not the strongest field in the world and his beating of Fouet Saj and um, Hollybush Henry last time is very strong form he beat them well and the Jefferson Yard is in great form and won at absolutely mental prices as well in the 1520 at, uh, at Newbury tomorrow is Trackmate an old friend of mine who did me many a turn for James Evans Lean Treadwell's booked he's only raced twice in the last three years he's had his problems it's a bad race though he's won better than this he's £12 than when he uh, he won a Pertemps qualifier like this race is at Aintree three years ago and I just think if he can retain any bit of his ability at all off 120 he's every chance thing that's a proper shout better the weekend for Dave Bristol to my I'm right yeah Bristol the May then and I'm going to well I would give you something short but I don't have one who blonde is going to win the Hennessy I won't see which way he's gone that's my final word on the weekend unless there's something really sexy in there which there probably is uh, let's enjoy all the racing thanks for joining us here in the Betbright studio for the Race Hour podcast we'll do it all again next week big thanks to Joe Tizard too in time so uphill and alpha rob but this looks a, a one-horse race q card has come to the front and is about two or three lengths clear from alpha rob in second then comes frawley behind these is dare me but up the hill it's st patrick's day but for the first time in quite a while this runaway winner of the bumper is not trained in ireland it's for the tizards q card is going to absolutely rout them q card beat alpha rob into second place but frawley ran home third ahead of tavern times megastar behind these was bishop's first who got going late.